Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea. I'm the brunette half of the podcast. And I'm JC, the fake redhead half of the podcast. (laughs) You're a redhead in your heart. That's true. Some people lately, you know, everyone questions me. Everyone, um, <laughs> everyone questions no, me. They always are like, even my friends are like, no, you are a redhead. Like, you have to be because they see mm-hmm. my baby photos. My hair is like kind of reddish. It's like auburnish. But have you seen these roots, honey? Have you seen these roots? Mm-hmm. They're so dark brown. But I don't know if it's just the contrast. People are like, post a photo of you with your natural hair, but I've been dyeing my hair for 10 years, right? Yeah. So I don't have any photos except for when I was in high school. But even in high school, I like dyed my hair dark. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do not know what your natural what hair the is. natural hair is if it was all, you know, the color that is my natural, if it was all the color of my roots. I think it would just be brunette with maybe a hint of red in the sun. Hmm. That's what I think. Anyway. Auburn, a little Auburn moment. Yeah. Anywho, welcome back, guys. Happy Tuesday. We're recording this a little bit early because earlier than it's going up because I will be out of town for a few weeks. But we just had a fun, fun little what we said lunch today, a little event for our collab with Every Jewels, which definitely go check it out if you're in need for some jewelry. For some cute, fun, I was going to say, pieces. They're not really dainty, kind of dainty. Kind of, they're they're a little bit a little bit more of a statement, but also dainty. They're, you compare them with anything. Like yes. I've been able to wear my buy necklace with almost every single necklace yes. combo that I have. They're really really cute. We have yeah. something for everyone. I feel like because we have some colorful, fun pieces, and then we have some like classic gold mm-hmm. or silver pieces. Anyway, but we had a lunch to celebrate the launch of our little collab, and it was we, fun. It was really fun. It was like ten people. We had some close friends. It was fun because Aspen happened to be in town during it. And then Tyson and Tessa and Susie, like a bunch of our friends that we haven't seen in a long time came. And it was just so fun. Yes, it was a lot of fun. The energy was great. Everyone was having a ball. Having a ball. I was going to say, I was thinking, Caitlin Nolan, she listens to the podcast. She also has a podcast, guys. Go check her out. But we did our TikTok course with her, if you are familiar from Balance Boss. I was the reason I was thinking we have something for everyone is because her style is much more minimal. Mm-hmm. But she had the buy and the awesome necklace together, just the gold ones, and it looked so cute with so her outfit. Cute. And then I had on like all of our colorful pieces with my pink outfit, and it looked cute. So anyway, mm-hmm. super fun. And check it out. We ate at Gracias Madre, and- which, by the way, if you don't know, if you're in Orange County or LA, I think those are the only two places it is. You need to go to Gracias Madre if you're vegan, especially. It's the best Mexican cuisine I've ever had in my entire life. Yes. It's so good. All plant based and it's really, really good. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you're not plant based, you'll love it because it's Mm -hmm. so good. But we just got back from that and I did just make my return to Instagram. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. But I don't know. But don't put pressure on me. I'm kidding. She's back. So make sure you're <laughs> keeping up with every move. No, I just posted for the first time and I haven't been on in six months. So, you know, it's a weird feeling. But I also I'm trying not to think of it so deeply and be like, you know, now I'm back and I have to post all the time 24 seven. I feel like in the past six months, I've detached so much mentally from Instagram, which I realize that all this conversation sounds like silly to the outside world maybe, but I feel like just because it's been such a huge part of my life and my job, it's such a big thing in my head that I went half a year without this app that like, you know, has been my full-time career for so long. So it's like maybe people can't relate to the Instagram part of it, but everybody has that one thing that they just like can't kick or that's like such a big part of their life that kind of not eats away at them. But like some people, it's like, oh, I just, you know, drink 
this certain Coke or something every day and I just want to kick in. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like that I have it as a part of my routine. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world. And then all of a sudden they're like, I've gone three months without Coke. And people are like, okay, big whoop. But it's right. like to them, they're like, no, that's huge. I literally would have it like 10 times a day. Definitely. I, that's how I feel where I'm like, I know sometimes when I talk about it, I'll picture it from an outside perspective. And I'm like, <laughs> I just feel like it's so dumb. But yeah, anyway, I posted a few little just life kind of photo dumps, if you will, life updates of just what I've been up to for the past little bit. Some photos that I've taken, just iPhone unedited photos. And I'm excited to continue to post when I'm in Europe and stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm not like making any promises to myself or anyone. Yeah. And I'm also not putting pressure. I'm just having fun with it. So yeah, I'm excited about it. It'll be fun. Yay. I'm sure everybody's excited to see you back. Thank you, queen. Including me. I'm very happy. Have you... Do you post a lot on Instagram, would you say? Because I genuinely don't know. Like on I your wouldn't stories. say I like never post, but I also... Oh, on my stories? Yeah, or just in general. On my stories, I do... Like every day? Not as much as I used to. Maybe every other day. Like one story every other day at least. Some days I'll go crazy and I'll do like a ton of stories. Okay. But I find myself typing on my stories more than like taking a photo and posting mm. or... I don't know. I, I oh, The pictures I take every day, they're all of case. So, and I don't want to post those on Instagram stories necessarily, mm -hmm. maybe to my close friends sometimes, but so I never really have like photos to post on my, on my story. We At should, the end of the day, I'm like, oh, we just should all talk about that concept that you were saying, the privacy thing. Oh yeah. Someone, oh, I think I screenshotted it. Hold on. Somebody messaged us and was like, you guys should talk about privacy and people not posting as much on social media. And they were saying they feel like since the pandemic, influencers and just their friends that they see are posting way less. Like if they go to an event, they'll just kind of describe it. They won't like post everything they're doing there. They won't post as much of their day or their thoughts. It's like everything's super vague and kind of more, I don't know. I, I feel like I've noticed that too subconsciously. When she said that, it kind of like clicked in my head that I have also noticed that. Like a lot of the people, and she was like, maybe it's just like I've gotten older. So everyone else has kind of gotten older and Instagram's not like their main thing anymore you know mm -hmm. but I don't know I I feel like it has definitely been a trend in the last couple of years maybe it is the pandemic that kind of made people just she was saying maybe people are more scared to be canceled or you know I think that's a factor yeah for sure it's like I think that cancel culture has run rampant in the past few years mm -hmm. I feel like it's getting better a little bit now yeah don't you feel like people are well kind maybe of that's because no one shares anything anymore. true but I feel like I, I have a few reasons, I guess, that I would think I'm more, not private, but maybe more vague. And one of them is that, where it's like anything that you say can be misconstrued, even though if, even if you have the best intentions, I feel like somehow someone You never can know what you're going to regret saying in 10 years. Exactly. And someone can spin things or spin anything you say to be a bad thing so it makes you definitely less motivated to like share your deep thoughts because it's like I don't really want to get like vulnerable about this topic and then get destroyed for it mm -hmm. online if you have a platform but also for me and this is just the, a timing thing of like because I've been doing social media for a long time I feel like I just got exhausted mm -hmm. it's almost like you know when you're when you're documenting every single day there was I don't remember when it was but I realized that I hadn't I hadn't gone one day without posting on Instagram in multiple years. And I was like, that's a little bit much. Like, that is a little bit much. <laughs> we don't need to do that. We don't need to post every single day yeah. for three You're years. You're saying straight. stories or posts? Either or both. It was in my earlier days, but basically I think, and that's self-inflicted. It's like, okay, that's literally excessive and you don't need to do that. But I think for me, that's what I'm saying, where Instagram fulfill, or, uh, consumed, <laughs> I'm like, it fulfilled all my needs. <laughs> it consumed so many of my thoughts that I was just exhausted. I'm like, I can't be super deep and be like, I don't even have any, me no thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like there is no, there are no thoughts in my brain because I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know. So yeah. I feel like sometimes if you're trying to do, this is a thing I talk about a lot with just my friends, if they're, if they are in the influencer space, even though if you're, even if you're not, I feel like some people still do this where they have so many social media apps that they either create or consume on that it's just very overwhelming to create anymore. I don't know. Yeah, it is extremely overwhelming. I was telling Nick that I think 
part of the reason that I overthink all the time and I'm so hyper aware of everybody else's perception of the world makes me know. Like I was saying, I know because I see all the comments on TikTok, because I see all the comments on Instagram, I see what people are saying about every little tiny thing. Like I listen to everybody's hot takes about everything. Yeah. So then I know whatever I do in my life, I already know what people are going to say about it, you know, or I, I think I know that's making an assumption, but I'm like, okay, if I post this people, I already know the comments are going to be this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. And it's not even because I've posted something about that before. I've seen someone else post something and then I see their comments. Or yeah, you just assume based off of previous. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's exactly why I say, I say the Instagram thing and then I immediately do a disclaimer because I'm like, I have the same thing where I'm like, I can take myself out of this equation. I see what it looks like from an alternate perspective. And I see that people are like, you're annoying. Like, yeah. why do you care about Instagram? So Who cares? So, it is so hard not to do disclaimers yes. and everything, especially when we're talking on the podcast, because it's hard not to get everybody, like as soon as we say something, we know what people are going to be saying mm-hmm. about that. And it's like, oh gosh, I don't want to like make people upset. I don't want to like, yeah. you know, make people have, be mad at me. It doesn't feel good when people are mad at you or they, you know, are hurt by something you said or something like that. So anyways, back to the privacy thing. I think that it's just, yeah, way less exhausting to post. Things that people can't judge you as harshly for. Exactly. It's like you don't, sometimes I think like people ruin it for the rest of the class. 100%. It's the one kid who talks and no one else gets recess. It's like most of people on social media consuming, you know, posting, friends, family, content creators, anybody they have good intentions. They're not going and leaving like horrible things or not doing, you know, malintent things. I don't know. They yeah. don't have bad intentions. But the little percentage that does ruin it for everyone. Ruins it for everyone. Like the first time I got any kind of negativity about a photo of Case, like I already was like, I don't really want to post that much about him. You know, especially as he gets older and his, you know, when they're babies, they don't really have like recognizable personalities mm-hmm. and, you know, they're not their own person quite yet where they speak and you know say things but as soon as one person said something semi like offensive like to one of my stories of case I'm like you're done you've lost you've lost the privileges now I will not be sharing my child with at all especially now because someone said something like I already was already on the fence of like hmm and now it's just very limited where I'm just like I don't want you guys to be able to Sit. Not you guys as in the ones listening because the people who listen. That's the problem. It's so annoying <laughs> because literally 99% of you are, we consider you're agreeing you, with us. Yes. Or you're, you just feel like friends to us. Yeah. So it's like, we want to We're share our venting. life with you. Yeah. And then it's like this little percentage of people, but it, it's hard. I'm always trying to toe the line of being like, I have two sides of my personality and we've talked about this before, like off, off air. And I think you're kind of similar. It's like on one hand, we're both pretty sensitive and empathetic people. So things do hurt. Like if someone says something incredibly mean to me, like I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't phase me at all. Like it hurts. It stings. So I have two ways of reacting to that. Either I start bawling and I'm like, wow, like I'm so sad that that's the perception of, I'm so sad that someone perceives me that way because Mm -hmm. that would never be my intention. And I, that's so not how I see myself. Right. And it's like, I feel like I know who I am and I'm not that. And so why, why are people saying that? Whatever. So I get like super sad. The opposite spectrum of me will double down and be like, oh, you didn't like that. I did that. I'll do it again then. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care. So then I don't think either of those sides, those extreme sides are helpful. I think when I'm, you know, not to get all woo woo here, but it's like when I'm in the middle of those things is when I'm like aligned is when I feel like, okay, I can see where they're coming from and that's okay that they said that and it doesn't like shake me to my core, but it also, I don't feel the need to like overcompensate or be super mean. I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. it, it's fine. It's all yeah. going to be fine. I know who I am. That's all that matters at the end yeah. of the day is like my intentions in my heart and we're good. We're good. Yeah. But it's easier said than done. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how we got here talking about. <laughs> how did we get here? How did we get here talking about the trolls? I mean, it doesn't, and I don't even like to give it energy because- I feel like, well, sometimes you have to, my sister, Abby, and that is the last time I will say my sister, every time I'm like, I'm, I just, I'm just, should just say Abby, you guys know by now. Abby is so good at this. Like she is so, 
she will process her emotions, let it out, talk about it in a healthy way. And then she's over it super fast. Me, on the other hand, like I'll pretend like nothing's bothering me for 10 years. And then like I finally burst and it's just like it comes out in ways that I don't want it to. And I feel like when you don't give it energy, sometimes it it almost is actually just avoiding it. And then it's going to come out some ways where, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, you can't forget I, about it. You have to like process it. And, you know, again, you don't have to like talk about it on the on a podcast, but at the same time, I think it's good. It, it's good to kind of get out your emotions first, let it process, hold space for it, and then you can move on much faster. No, I agree. And I think what I meant by give it energy is like not pretending not to give it, not mm-hmm. not seeing it being like, oh, I don't care. I'm not giving it energy and pretending. And be stressed But truly <laughs> being, yeah, unbothered where it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't need to take up any energy for me because I actually don't care. Like, yeah. that's where I'd love to get. But I also think, I was just talking to one of my friends and I was saying like, it's okay to be sensitive. Like it's okay to, cause sometimes if I do read something that hurts me, like I'll immediately literally shame myself and be like, why do you care? Like that's, who cares what they think? Like you need to get over it and be tougher than this. Like this can't affect you every time. But then I realized that it's just like you said, if I'm pushing it away and just like being meaner to myself, it makes the recovery time like so much longer. Like I can't get over it for a while. Whereas if I cope with it healthily and I'm like, this hurt my feelings. I do feel sad right now. I do feel isolated because of this, you know, incident that occurred. I can get over it within like a day Mm -hmm. versus a week or something. Exactly. Yeah. But I... Well, to sum that conversation up, I think people are just, like you said, exhausted. So many different opinions being told on social media all the time. When you're like a creator, you get it directed at you. When you're just consuming, you see it being directed at other people, which, which is also almost just as exhausting. I was going to say, it doesn't feel, it probably doesn't feel any better. Like yeah. to constantly see, hey, it doesn't matter if it's being directed at you. To see it being spewed in any direction is not like fun. No, exactly. So I think it does make people just more weary of, let's just post lighthearted things that aren't deep. And unfortunately, they still find a way. <laughs> but yes, it's so true. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to be so, that's even with my infertility stuff. I feel like I have this whole video that I that I filmed during our infertility treatments. And it's kind of exactly what you said about the like losing the privileges thing. I'm like, I just don't even like, I don't even want to put this like very special footage out there yeah. for someone to just like be mean. Yeah, because 99.9% of people will be supportive, yes. kind, encouraging, but the and 0.1% that should be all that matters. Yeah. But it's like, I think, I think what it is is when you're sensitive about something yeah. like, you know, with my fertility stuff, I'm like, that's something that it's like, hasn't been quote unquote solved yet. So I'm still like sensitive towards it where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's probably the most personal thing too. Right. So it's like, and I putting out so, I don't know, such like a personal thing is just kind of hard. I don't regret sharing for sure. Like I, I really don't. And everyone's been so supportive and so nice. Like I'm so grateful for you guys listening who are just so so kind and supportive. I want you to know that. And genuinely, I want you guys to know that everyone we're talking about is not you. Is not you. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys are the best. And I wish we could all just hang out in person. And yeah. like, I don't know, whenever we meet you in person too, it's just like the best vibe. Like we know that, I don't know, you guys are all just simply the best. 99.9% yes. of you. Okay. We're very grateful. I have one more thing to say before we get into the topic of today's episode, which we forgot to tell you, but it is cringe misunderstandings. Hot which, girl bummer. That's what yeah. I wanted to name the episode. Like, you know, it's just a bummer because it's the cringiest thing you've ever been through. I've had so many of these, honestly. I can't even remember because I think I've blocked them out of my mind, but I do this all the time or I say things and I'm just like, why did I say that? Just comes out. But my thought before I saw this very interesting TikTok and I've been telling everybody because I just think it's very pertinent to our generation, maybe mm-hmm. our age. Have you already told me? No. I was like, I don't remember this. This guy was drawing on a piece of paper. First of all, that it like how I learn best is someone drawing a visual thing. Like if they're talking to me, it like, I, I can't, I have to like see something. I'm a very visual learner. So this guy was like doodling on this paper and, and talking about this. I think he was like psychologist or therapist or something. Anyways, he was talking about like attachment theories, which by the way, we need to dive into that. Yeah, we should. I have I, never done that. I haven't either. I don't even know about them. 
Me neither. Like I, this was the first thing that kind of introduced me into like, I've heard of them, but I didn't know. I don't really know anything about them. But anyways, he was saying, okay, so when a couple, you know, falls in love and has a baby, that baby has needs. And that baby has, you know, needs that need to be fulfilled and they depend on their parents. If the baby's needs are not filled, they will start to like fuss, then they'll start to whine, then they'll start to cry and it kind of escalates to screaming and then raging. And then he was like, the worst part is quiet. Then they'll like the very top of it is they'll just become quiet. And he was saying, if the baby like is continually getting to that point, then they start to build a wall between the baby and the parents. The baby's like, okay, puts a wall up. Like, I don't need you. Like I'm have myself. And they stop relying on people in general. And that creates like this independence where it's like, oh, I'm independent. I can do everything on my own. So they stop trusting other people and relying other people, which almost like as he was saying this, I'm like, oh, that's so weird because I always think like, oh, if you can do things on your own by yourself, you don't need anybody else. Like that's good. And he was saying, once you do that though, you, you feel the need to control other people because you don't ever trust them to like do anything for you. So I can't remember which attachment one this is. I think it's avoidant. But anyways, he's like, then you'll start to try and control people, try and manipulate people. If that doesn't work, then you'll start to gaslight people. If that doesn't work, you'll start to become a narcissist. If that doesn't work, you'll become a psychopath. Oh, oh, oh absolutely not. And it was so interesting as I was seeing this because I'm like, I feel like so many people like our age are like so much like that where we're so like independence is something that we – I've always been like, I'm just so independent. Like I can do things like on my own. And I see that as like something, I don't know, which I guess it can be a strength. But in this way, he was saying, when you don't, when you start to be like, I don't need my community. I don't need my, you know, the people around me. Then it causes that avoidant attachment, I think. Anyways, I was just like, oh my gosh, that is like mind blowing. I feel like that is just goes to show like we all just actually do need each other. And while it's like very, we always talk about, being your own best friend and, you know, being okay with yourself. that That's not what I'm talking about independence-wise. It's like we need other people. We're here yeah. on this earth with other people for a reason. And, yeah. Like that think, thinking that you could just do it all on your own and, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm like I don't trust out, other people. Really? <laughs> a little, yeah. No, not in a bad, not in yeah. like a bad way, but. Well, I kind of was saying, too. I think. Like I feel I was like saying, I'm like that yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Especially, it's like I was saying. I think everyone is like this. So I'm not trying to say I'm unique, but I think I always have these like two polar opposite sides of my personality that Mm -hmm. like I swing the pendulum like either again, it's like very sensitive, very like in tune or the opposite of me is like very harsh. And like I find that I get that way when I'm feeling like any really emotional at all. I will immediately just be like, like I always say when I'm hurt, genuinely her physically hurt. Like if I stub my toe, mm-hmm. Leif will like come over and be like, oh, are you okay? And like put his arm and I'm immediately like get off. Like I hate people touching me when I'm in physical pain. Mm-hmm. And if I ever have like cramps or something and Leif like comes tries to cuddle me, I'm like, I'm sorry, like get away. Like I can't, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. That's just how I am. But I yeah. also think I'm that way emotionally. It's mm-hmm. very rare that I'm like, I'm sad. Like, can you like be here with me? Like I want to be alone. Like I, I was saying, I'm like, I've never, like, like sometimes it will naturally happen where I'll start crying because I, like, can't help it or something in a conversation. But I would, I have never, like, you know, asked for help in those situ- situations. I always Why isolate I myself completely. Like, I just want to be, like, alone in my room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, crying on my behalf or? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling it for you. Okay. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> I'm like, that's so sad for you. <laughs> No, no I, and feeling, I don't think it's a good yeah, thing, yeah. by the way. I'm not saying like, I'm so tough. It's yeah. like sometimes I've been thinking lately, like I need to lean into that like softness sometimes and be like, again, like- Like ask for help. Yeah, ask for help or be like, it's okay to be sensitive. Like it's okay to cry. It's, you know, whatever. Yeah. When you're in front of people, not like, because I don't, again, I cry at the drop of a hat if anyone else around me yeah, cries. Yeah. But it, I feel like it's pretty rare that I will start crying on behalf of myself being sad yeah. in front of anyone. Aww. It's okay. It's <laughs> like okay. I don't need you. It's okay. I don't need you. I, I was gonna say. I feel like as you were saying that, especially being a mom. Like when I saw this, I was like, my mom always tells me because, okay, sometimes when Nick is helping me a lot with 
case, I feel guilty. Like I shouldn't need him that much. And that's kind of the same thing of like independence where I'm like, even my mom would always say like growing up, I would always be like, I don't need you guys. Like I don't need you, whatever. Wait, your mom would say that or you would say that? My mom would say that I would say that to like my family. Okay. And, like my mom, she's like, when you went to kindergarten, you just like literally walked right on the bus. Like yeah. all the other ones are like, but also I feel like I never tell same thing. Like I never will just be like, I'm sad except for to Nick. Like I'll do yeah, to Nick. But yeah. I feel like being a mom has made me realize that a lot because you you just need help. Like yeah. you always need help. And I feel like I've realized more than ever before that it's good to ask for help. Like yeah. people want to help. It's very bonding for people to, you know, have the opportunity to serve you, to, you know, just help out. And I think that's okay. I think a lot of moms too, be, especially if they're working moms, feel the need to do everything on their own. And yeah. it's like, it's okay. You know, women who didn't work back in the olden days always had a whole like village to help them raise their kids. And so obviously nowadays people will turn to iPads and TVs because no one else is there to watch their kid. They're like, yeah. I need my kid to focus on something while I get ready for the day for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. But anyways… That's we're good. To, we're trying to work on not being misindependent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's a fine line. I guess it's just like it's okay to lean on people. And I think it's healthy. I think it's also important. Like I was talking to one of my friends about this who I also consider like very independent. And I was telling her, I was like, I feel like a lot of people will come to me. Like I think of myself as a strong person where I like, you know, I think I'm pretty stable, like emotionally. So because I have almost that like reputation, quote unquote, for the people around me, I never want to like break or crack mm. because I'm just like, I'm like, I'm a strong person. Like I'm not, illusion. yeah, like I'm not someone who like gets worked up over things or like can't take whatever. And I want to be that for other people. But that's the thing is I want to be like strong for, for other people. And I was saying, I was like, for my other friends who I feel like are the same way, I never check on them. Like, I'm never like, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you feeling? Because I'm just like, yeah. they don't need my help. Like, they're, and I was thinking, I really think that that's, and and maybe I'm wrong because I don't know how people perceive me, but I think that that's how other people perceive me too, yeah. is like, I don't need to be checked on. Like, mm-hmm. and I was saying, I'm like, it's crazy because a lot of people, like even in my family will be like, they'll come to me and be like, hey, will you reach out to this person? Like, they're struggling. Like, And I was thinking, I was telling Leif, I'm like, and this is kind of, I don't mean to be like throwing myself a pity party, but I was like, I don't think that like people do that about me like very often at all. Like, hey, like let's check in on JC because it's just like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I come across as very like strong-willed or something. Yeah. But I was talking to my friend who I also think is like very confident or not confident, like very independent, quote unquote. And I was saying, I was like, I never think to like check in on you, but mm-hmm. like I want to. Like I, I think it's always that thing of like check in on your friends, even if they're like your strong friend. Like mm-hmm. just check in on people. I think I think that's been like something I've been learning recently because just learning more about myself and stuff. It's like no matter if you're you consider yourself a super independent person or not, it feels good for people to like care and be like, yes. hey, how are you 100%. feeling about this or whatever? Okay, if you watch my vlogs, I did recently a summer makeup routine video. And there was one product in there that I was raving about. And I just told Chelsea off air, I will literally, I don't know if I can ever use another mascara because the Thrive Cosmetics mascara is it. You guys, I've got my mom hooked. She then got her mom hooked. So my grandma, my aunt, like everyone uses this mascara in my family now because it's so good. I have the brown black one, which I really like for my skin tone because it's not so like harsh. Yeah. And stark. And it looks good with my eyes. It's called the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It's their best-selling product. It has more than 15,000 five-star reviews. If you're looking for a new mascara, I highly recommend. You know what's something else unique about it is that it doesn't, like when you're taking your mascara off at night, the way it comes off, it doesn't smudge or like clump. It just comes off so nicely. And I can't explain why that is, but it is amazing. It mimics the look of lash extensions without damaging glue or expensive salon prices, has clean, nourishing ingredients, and easy removal. The tubing formula slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap required. So Thrive Cosmetics, okay, and that's C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, little play on words there. They are high-performance beauty and skincare products that are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, certified 100% vegan and cruelty 
free causes in the name for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive. I love their plumping lip gloss as well. I feel like it stays on so well and actually does kind of give my lips a little plump without making it like super tingly and weird feeling. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes, and that is part of their Bigger Than Beauty promise, which we absolutely love to see. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash what we said. That's Thrive Cosmetics, which is C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash what we said for 15% off your first order. Go check out the mascara or the lip balm or any of their products are great. We're going to jump into an ad real quick. We're talking about Macy's. Guess what holiday is coming up? The 4th of July. Lots of parties happening. Lots of backyard hangs. So if you're hosting a 4th of July bash or you're bringing your best potato salad to someone else's, Macy's has everything that you need to make that get together the best on the block. They've got outdoor dinnerware and fun translucent colors. They have the barbecue tools to keep the burgers coming and the outdoor furniture to seat the whole crew. If you guys haven't been to Macy's in a while, you need to go online and store. You know, they have them at all the malls. You can go in. They have literally everything under the sun. I swear they have the best like perfume, colognes, makeup, skincare, shoes, um, different brands of purses, everything. Um, so if you're looking for something to spice up your summer fit, you know, now that you got your three words down, you want to really hone in on that, check out Macy's. I know for the summer. So we don't have a big backyard. It's like very, very small, but Leif and I have been wanting to get some little like, you know, outdoor furniture, have some little, get a grill, have some barbecues out there and stuff because this feels like a good summer vibe. Mm-hmm. So I might need to head to Macy's to get some like fun dinnerware, you know, things to set up a fun little outdoor situation because I'm trying to be in my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hosting era. Yes, my hosting era. I'm not really good at that naturally, but Macy's might have the help I need. Don't forget to pick up fun in the sun essentials like swimsuits for the whole family, sunscreen, and so much more. Head on over to Macy's.com, you guys. Like Chelsea said, they legitimately have everything. If you're looking for clothing, makeup, skincare, outdoor barbecue tools, like we've got it all. Okay, so check it out, Macy's.com. I promise we'll get to yeah, the I'm stories sorry, at some guys. point. But now that you mentioned that, I feel like lately I've had that realization too, where it's it's almost like, for instance, Abby growing up um, would always tell people when she was upset if she was scared if she was sad like she would tell my mom she would like go literally go to my mom sit down and like talk to her about it and I think she always kind of saw herself as weak growing up because she was more quote-unquote emotional or you know had anxiety that she was talking about and my mom was always like you're not weak you're not weak you're not a weak person because you're talking about your emotions and I think I like I'm assuming I'm like she saw me as strong because I never yeah. talked about my emotions like and I was just kind of the same thing like everything's fine everything's fine but now I'm realizing it's kind of the opposite like when you your friends who are talking about their feelings more are probably mentally a little bit more doing stable. well yeah. <laughs> yeah they're probably mentally they're doing processing well. their emotions yes. they're like doing it in a healthy way and the people who are like pretending told not that I'm saying we're pretending and told to hold it all together but Maybe we are not as great as, you know, we want to seem to other people. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, like, I was no, just thinking about that. How, like, Abby will always say, she's like, ah, oh, maybe it's just, like, seems weak or something. And I'm like, I think you're literally the strongest person ever for, like, being so emotionally aware of yourself. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, what am I feeling? I don't even know how how to explain what I'm feeling. So yeah. maybe I'll just never talk about it. And <laughs> so just maybe I'll just will never express yeah. it. Mood. I feel Anyways, that. Cringe I feel that deeply. Well, let's get into these stories because I think they're going to be really, really funny, and I'm very excited. Here's the thing about when we talk and talk and talk before the stories, we like to do. It's a warm up, and we like to do what flows. That's what mm-hmm. we're trying to do with this podcast. Is like if the conversation is flowing, there's no need for us to be like, okay, we have to stop. We got to do stories. It's yeah. like if it's flowing, it's flowing, and we're going to go with it. So, just 
and you would be surprised we, we hold back as well we oh could, we i could beat this subject to death for another yes, 45 minutes 100 exactly. okay you want to go first yes i'll go first okay the vet called my name samantha so i walked up to her in front of at least seven other pets and their parents and she just stared at me looking confused then we both looked down at the approaching german shepherd wearing a harness that clearly read samantha across the back <gasps> bye then the vet said i meant the dog samantha tears that's funny <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 Okay, one time in sixth grade, my teacher held up her hands when asking me a question, and I mistook it as a high five. So I awkwardly high fived her while she asked me a question. It was so awkward, and I'll never Stop. recover. <laughs> no, I hate stuff like that. Wait, we have to. I have to share one it. on Kristen's behalf. I, she posted it on TikTok and it just made me laugh because it's so something that's just like I could see this happening to mm-hmm. me too, and just being like, I hate myself. <laughs> She was at Trader Joe's and she was, she had a cart. She was pushing her cart or whatever. And this guy came up like kind of behind her and he was like, and she heard him say like, try the jam. And she's like, she, she like turns around. She's like, oh, what flavor? (laughs) Stop. And he goes, he's like, what? And she's like, what flavor? (laughs) And he's just so confused. And he's like, I said traffic jam. Like he was, he was like behind her cart and he jokingly was like, oh, oh traffic stop. jam. And she thought he said, oh, try the jam. <laughs> and so she's like, I literally thought he was giving me like a recommendation. No, what flavor? What flavor? He's like, what are you, what? Like what's happening? I'm dead. <laughs> Wait, we need to talk about this too, which is a, a misunderstanding. It, it's on theme. Okay. We always talk, well, we, when we went to Paris and New York, like two years ago, maybe three years ago, and we were talking about cat collars and uh-huh. what to do. I saw this TikTok and it was saying if the if a guy is cat calling you, just be like, oh, sorry, like, and stop. And what was the first thing you said? Anyways, like, I don't have like, any change. Yeah, I don't have any change. Like, yes. act like you, like they're asking for money. And I saw a TikTok of a girl doing it. He's like, hey, like something, something. You want to give me your number? And she was like, oh, sorry. And he was with a bunch of like friends. Like they're all working and taking a break. And he kind of was like, oh, and she's like, oh, so sorry. I thought you were asking for change. I don't have any money. And all of his friends were like, Oh, and he was like, he literally just started laughing. He's like, I feel so stupid. And she just walked away. And I'm like, that is such a good response. It is a great response. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any change. It's like yeah. just, oh gosh. <gasps> That's a good one. Although these men will find anyway. <laughs> we we tried. We yes, tried we to tried stand so up to them. Hard. And they, they were in their down. power. They <laughs> took their power back. <laughs> they took their power back, unfortunately, <laughs> in France. And that was a moment we'll never recover from. Yes. You guys are, wait, is my turn? You guys are literal queens. So anyway, I was at the store and someone said, what do you want for dinner? So I said, oh, I already ate. And then I found out he wasn't talking to me. He even said, I wasn't talking to you. Bye. The embarrassment. To make it worse, I didn't even know him. I just assumed he was talking to me because, you know, single and ready to mingle. What do you want for dinner? Absolutely not. (laughs) Hi, girls. Love the podcast. I was in Positano at one of the nice restaurants, and I was trying to order some gnocchi. Okay, I don't know if it's gnocchi because based off the story, I don't know. Gnocchi, but I I don't eat cheese. So kept saying, no cheese, please. The guy was like, gnocchi. Like he thought she was saying gnocchi and looked kind of mad. And I was like, yes, no cheese. And he (gasps) kept repeating gnocchi. I kept saying no cheese until I realized that he thought I was saying no gnocchi wrong. I was mortified. LOL. Oh my god! Goodbye. <laughs> Stop. It, the thing is, you got to put yourself in these circumstances, yes. and it's atrocious. Oh, uh, horrible! Nothing's more awkward too after the second like what or misunderstanding, and then you're just like, I, I can't you're even just move smiling. on with this. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. I do that all the time at the store when I'm wearing AirPods, and someone says something to me, and I'm like, what? And they say it like again, and I take off. My, I'm like, what? Like, okay, first of all. Can't you see I'm wearing AirPods? I know they're small, but they're very obvious. And then they like continue to repeat themselves and keep talking. I'm like, okay. We're sir. done here. <laughs> not the not the cashier. Don't worry. I take off my AirPods when I because I'm sure that's so annoying to people when you're yeah. like wearing you're talking on the phone or something while the, you're checking out. Yeah. Short and sweet. I'm a wedding photographer and one of my brides surprised her husband by wearing studded cowgirl boots to their wedding. And at their first look, I said, show him your boots. And they both thought I said, show them your boobs. Bye. <laughs> Just a perv. <laughs> show them your boobs. She's like, I've literally met She's today. like, okay. 
I was talking to these guys and they were talking about the Joe Rogan podcast. I got confused with Seth Rogan. So I was like, his voice is so weird and proceeded to do a Seth Rogan impersonation. They didn't say anything. And I didn't realize until afterwards that it was the wrong Rogan. And it's the Seth Rogan voice is like, so like this, like so like raspy. Oh, Oh, no. Not not in front of like a group of guys too. That is so funny. Oh, that's bad. In psychology class in high school, the the word arousal kept showing up in my textbook. In my head, I kept reading and comprehending it as aerosol, like an aerosol can, and asked the teacher why that word was in there so much and what it meant. He then went on to explain the word arousal, and I was so embarrassed. Aerosol. Oh, that is bad. Things like in the classroom. Have you ever raised your hand and like in elementary school, this happens, and you raise your hand to like tell a story? Or like, not not a story. Say you're Just talking about some chat. <laughs> hey, no. And you raise your hand to be like, oh, I I don't know, not even like a story. But I, I remember multiple times raising my hand to like say something relatable to what we were talking about subject. Like, oh, well, one time, you know how just elementary school kids do stuff like that? They're like, my mom had that. Yeah. Or like, oh, my aunt just had a baby. Or, mm-hmm. you know. My mom wears that kind of hat or something weird like mm-hmm. that. Like I remember raising my hand to do stupid things like that. And then the reaction afterwards is like, no laughs. No, just the teacher oh. just like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I feel so stupid. Even as like a 10-year-old, I'm like, okay, that was so stupid. Why did I raise my hand? My mom, they were just telling me about how Carter, my little brother, had it was something that he wrote when he was in elementary school. Like, you know, those things you fill out about your parents. It's mm-hmm. like, what's your favorite thing to do with your dad or whatever? Like, yeah. and it was something like that. And it's like, I can't remember what it asked about his dad, but basically Carter was like, I love to play with my dad. He like loves to play catch with me, but he's always really stressed about money. (gasps) (laughs) My dad's like, awesome. (laughs) We were laughing so hard. We we were all on like a group call and my dad brought that up or Carter. I can't remember. Someone brought it up. Like just just the other week. And we're all 2008, the recession. Yeah, we're all crying laughing. (laughs) Like the worst time in the economy. (laughs) The teacher's probably like honestly relatable. I know. That is hilarious. I saw his TikTok. It was like, my parents in 2008 during the housing crash, like struggling to make ends meet. It's like me wanting a full new outfit from Justice, like literally begging for new Uggs. Like me. The pink razor. Yes. I'm like, had to be mine. Me a brat. Like had to, mom, can I please go to the movies? And we want to go to, what's that freaking store where you go and paint stuff? Oh, yes. I know Paint the one. Paint me mine. Color me mine. Yes. And it's expensive. Yes. And I'd be like, please, mom, all everyone's going. And she's like, Chelsea, I don't know. Like, that's like, how much do you need? And I'd be like, $50. <laughs> Just no concept of money. No concept of money. When I was in high school, one of my classmates told me I was pretty smart and funny. I told him that I was flattered that he thought I was pretty because who cares about the rest of the stuff? <laughs> Just kidding. And he told me that he didn't think I was pretty. He meant I was kind of smart. Right. Like, Pretty smart oh. and funny. What awesome. a confident boost. What a confidence booster. When did she say that was? In high school. By <laughs> the worst time to like have confidence problems. Horrible. Hi, I love the pod so much. I've been listening for years now. I'm cracking up writing this. In high school, it was going to be meme day at school where you dress like your favorite meme. My teacher told me she was going to be the grumpy cat meme. We all know, we all know the one. I replied, oh, you won't have I replied, oh, you won't have to dress up much. <gasps> She was <laughs> she was shocked. I meant you would only need ears and whiskers. <laughs> oh, but, no. but she thought I meant she looks like the grumpy cat on the reg. Reimagining this has me laughing out loud. Stop. <laughs> have to She's like, oh, so nice. Much. You don't have to dress up much. Just trying to be nice. No. Like when one of the kids that I was working with at a summer camp told me that I should be a witch for Halloween because of my nose. I already have the nose for it. Bye. I'm like, okay, honestly. Honestly, love a crafty king. (laughs) He's just looking out for me. (laughs) It's like a cheap costume. I'm trying to help. (laughs) Literally so bad. Oh, I was going to say it's terrifying when you have kids to think about. They will tell everything and everything. Yes. Like you. That's just absolutely terrifying to think. Terrifying. Think about if you had a daughter and she had a podcast with her best friend. Like we expose our. I honestly expose my mom more than anybody else on this podcast. My mom's always like, great. There's always one thing on the podcast. And she's like, okay, here we go. She was like, there was something that we were talking about just barely. 
maybe it was like large text on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, as soon as you said that, I already knew you were going to say, my mom has the, like, her text is so huge. Uh, anyways, I was just thinking about how horrifying that could possibly be. I remember, oh, this is bad. I think I was in fifth or sixth grade. I was at, I took dance lessons from, it was just like in someone's garage. And she was like, she had blonde hair, the teacher. And she was like a fun, young, like brand new mom. And I knew her well. Like I'd been taking dance lessons from her for a while. And me and my mom were watching American Idol. All right. My family was watching American Idol like a random night. And it was someone I can't remember. And my mom was like, oh, she's kind of like a dumb blonde. Like she said that about someone on the TV. And and then I remember my dance teacher bringing it up in class. She's like, are you guys watching American Idol? Like, no, this person. And I was like, yeah, my mom said she's a dumb blonde. <laughs> oh, gosh. And my teacher was like, oh, dumb blonde. She's like, okay. Like she was kind of like, oh. Taken aback. Because she's literally blonde. And I told my mom that I said that. And my mom was just mortified. Like, I remember being like, wait, why do you care, mom? Like, she's like, I said that in the confines yes. of our home. Like, <laughs> exactly. See, Chelsea, you don't go right. You don't have to tell everybody what I say. <laughs> like, you can just keep it to yourself. <laughs> oh. They are. And seriously, kids, I feel like just retain so much and repeat things. Yes. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hi, Queens. So I just started an internship at a fancy corporate job outside of my home city. In my first week, I was chatting across cubicles with one of my man- one of the managers, thinking we were getting along nicely until he answers. His answers started to make not that much sense with what I was saying. After talking for about five minutes, I realized he was not talking to me at all. He was <gasps> on a call the entire time. Stop. That's all. I will never recover. Love from Canada. That's bad. That's embarrassing. That's really bad. Does he know though? Like maybe only you knew that you were participating. Yeah, was he like looking at you kind of like giving you eyes like. That's definitely happened to me where like I think someone's talking to Mm -hmm. me and they're not. And it's mortifying. Yeah, you're just, you just feel so stupid. Hey, JC and Chelsea, one time I was in line at the grocery store and the person standing in front of me was holding a huge tray with an elaborate food arrangement on it. I'm usually too shy to chat with strangers, but I blurted out in the most chipper voice, wow, that looks so great, celebrating something? The man in front of me turns, looks at me with the saddest eyes and says, yeah, a funeral. Then turns back around. I felt so bad, I just froze. Anyways, never making small talk again. Bye, love you girlies. Tries to connect once. Yes. Has the courage once. <laughs> that would happen to me. Literally same. Yeah. A funeral. Like, okay. Ooh. In middle school during sex ed, the teacher who thinks, the teacher asked, who thinks your private parts are a good place for bacteria to be? I thought huh? she, I thought she meant a conductive environment. So I raised my hand immediately. Bye. <gasps> like she's saying like, Stop. is it, you know, is, I get what she's saying. Yes. Do you? Like conductive as in like. It's possible? Yes. Like, oh, is it possible for bacteria to yeah. be there, basically? I raised <laughs> my hand immediately. I was sitting in the very Stop. front and didn't realize I was the only one raising my hand until everyone laughed at me dead. No. Not the whole school thinking I had some dirty junk. No. <laughs> Who thinks she's like, me? a good place? She's like, me. Yay. Love bacteria. In my private part. <laughs> that's bad. Ooh, that's funny. I worked at a pizza shop in high school and once one of my older brother's friends came in that I'd always had a huge crush on and whom I hadn't seen in like five years. He said, how are you? And I said, I'm 17. Like I was so eager to show him I'd grown up. I thought he said, how old are you? As if anyone would ever lead off with that question. Crush my childhood dream of marrying him. I'm screaming, how are you? I'm 17. No. Wants to make it very clear. Oh, that's funny. Just this week. Oh, this is a recent one. I sat down at my, fresh. at my weekly all staff meeting and noticed I was sitting next to the new girl. I leaned over and said, I'm Libby, by the way. She just stared at me with a blank expression on her face. I was very confused by that response, but the meeting started. So I moved on. <laughs> After the meeting, I found out she thought I said, I love you, by the way. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> Bye. And, and so did everyone else at our table. Cool. <laughs> I love you. No. Have you, did you watch um, first time you've met love on the spectrum no the i US really want one. to it's so good the girl on the first date she's like out of nowhere she just goes you're so hot <laughs> and he gets all flustered and she's like i'm in love with you and he it looks as though he's like kind of just like eh. he's like can i take a break and you're just like no like you know he you think he's getting scared off and he comes back and he'd written a poem for her. they and they're literally in love 
just spoiled it, but this is the first episode, so. That's so cute. Back in college one Sunday at church, I was about to walk by this hot guy I had a crush on. He moved his arms out gesturing for a hug, or so I thought. I'm not a hugger, and I was also super nervous because I'd never hugged him. I'm already cringing. So instead, I reached my hand out to (laughs) shake his hand. After the awkward handshake, he said, thanks for that. I was just signaling for you to walk past me. I wanted to crawl into my grave. Well, at least you didn't hug him. That is bad. That's worse. Hugging him? Yes. That's Hugging worse. Hugging him is bad. The handshake's like not, you know. Not as cringe really. It's kind of embarrassing for him too because. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Yeah, I think it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing on both, both. parts. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of awkward. For sure. Obsessed with you guys in the pod. Been listening since day one. Cannot believe how long it has been. Never stop. Thank you so much. Uh, Okay, so probably not my worst ever, but my most recent cringe moment. Drove through Panera and the guy at the window said, can I get your phone number? And I said, oh, sorry, I'm married. He goes, "Uh, I meant for your rewards on the order. Not recovering by. (laughs) I'm married. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I feel like that might be the most embarrassing. Like when you think you're getting hit on it, it's like. Oh, 100%. Like, oh, sorry, I'm married. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I was not trying to get your number. Humbled immediately. Oh my gosh. I feel like I literally have so many of these, but I can't think of it. Wait, any. I, I do thought this of all one. the time. I thought of one I shared on t- on TikTok. It wasn't that, it was just more humbling. Mm-hmm. And it's when we were at the coffee oh, shop yeah. and we were sitting in this little, like at this little table. Well, it's kind of like a big area, but basically th- there was this group of girls and they were like probably high school age. Yeah. And some of their moms were with them. And they came over to Chelsea and I. This was recent. Mm-hmm. And the mom was like, hey, girls, I'm so sorry. And like me and Chelsea immediately thought that they were we, like, fans up. of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We thought they were fans of the podcast. They wanted to come meet us or something. The I'm girls. already thinking of like the stupid smile that we probably had. Like, <laughs> so like, oh, And us hi. being overly nice because yeah. it's just like, oh, we yeah. think that they're there yeah. to talk to us. We're yeah. like, hi. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> hi. And and they're like, and she's like, hey, would you mind moving? Um. We would love to sit right there. We have a big group. Like, is there any way you guys can move to that table? Yeah. Instantly none, of the, none of the girls knew us at all. Yes. They didn't want photos with us. No. Instantly humbled. Oh, I'm like, screaming at us. <laughs> well, why did she get take so long to get to the point? Yeah. She, she was like, a second. hey, girls. And, and, she's like, like, and she goes, I'm Hi. sorry. She's yeah. like, I'm sorry to be a bother. But so I 100% yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was. Yeah, both of us like straightening our posture. Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> like, I was about to be like, of course. Like, yeah. And then realized, she's like, can I sit in your seat? I'm like, bye. Oh my gosh, literally. That's almost as bad as the hit on one. Like thinking you're being hit on. It's almost worse. Yeah. It's humbling. It is truly humbling. Hey girls, absolutely love the podcast. Makes my weeks so much better. Anyways, I work in the intensive care unit at a hospital. And one time I said to a patient, hopefully I won't see you tomorrow. As in <gasps> suggesting that they would have gone to the normal ward. The patient unfortunately thought it meant that they were going to die overnight and said no one told me I was dying. (gasps) Absolutely mortifying (laughs) and not my best moment. Anyways, hope you find it funny. My patient certainly did not. That? No one told me I was dying. The panic they must have felt. And also like, hopefully I won't see tomorrow like you want them to as well. (laughs) Just sick of them. So bad. That's bad. I don't remember who it was with or when it was which makes this that much worse since I can't apologize for this. But I remember I was in a group discussion and I asked everyone what their fetish was. However, in my mind, I meant to say pet peeve. No, 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 <laughs> no one fetish? answered. And I said something to the effect of stubbing my toe on, no. on corners. <laughs> Stop. No. Now there's a group of people out there thinking I have a foot pain fetish. <laughs> and there's no way to find out who it is without sending out a big general apology Stop. on so- social media. That's oh, funny. that is funny. Oh, it's even worse when you don't gosh. catch it. <laughs> until like after you go home, you're like, like everyone goes I thought home. they meant this. Oh, no, no, no. Absolutely mortifying. So bad. I wish I didn't have no memory of my life because I'm sure I have so many cringy moments. I know. I think, well, this is more of, this is definitely not a cringy misunderstanding. It's just, it's not even worth sharing. Uh, Are you sure? Actually, I have, I feel like the first time I met Leif was kind of cringe. Like really? we, we we shook hands and I always go back to that. I'm like, that was so cringe. Like neither of us are handshaking people. Yeah. We're both very much like, like when he came to the door to pick you up or something. Um, So I met <gasps> did him. Did he not come to the door? No, he, he did. But oh. I met him the day before our date. Like oh, literally yeah. for two seconds mm-hmm. because 
I went to his house. I was shooting his brother's engagement photos. Mm -hmm. Long story, whatever. So then I I ended up, we knew we were going on a date the next day or like two days later. And so we met in his kitchen and they're like, oh, like this is Leif and whatever. And I was like, oh, hi, like I'm JC. Nice to meet you. And like he kind of, it was kind of this awkward like, oh, should we hug? And I think I stuck my hand out first because I was just like, I'm I don't know with the vibes. And so we hand we shook hands. And I'm always like, that is so bizarre because yeah. I just that don't think so either of us are like yeah. that. And it was kind of an awkward like yeah. first encounter. I don't know how to explain it, but it always makes me laugh so hard. I'm like, why did we do that? And also I thought that he was like rude. Like I was like, not rude, but he's a very dry sense of humor. Uh-huh. And like, I didn't know him at all. So I don't know. Did he say something to you? Or he was just like, hi. Or he's you just mean like, he was just like, he didn't like com- converse with you. We didn't. You we talked for rude. a second. I didn't. I don't want to say I thought he was rude. But like, he just wasn't super like, hey, how are you? What's your name? Like, mm-hmm. that's not how he is in general. So yeah. it's just like, I, it was my first time. I don't know. It was just an awkward encounter. And I always laugh about it. Because I'm like, that is so cringe. But then our first date was like so fun. Yeah. So. Obviously, I got over that quickly. No, I was going to say it's completely not on topic because it's just an embarrassing moment. But my first like time hanging out with my high school boyfriend or like one of the first times where I was like, you know, you're in the mode of like impressing them. You're like, I want to look cute at all times. Mm -hmm. And we like ran across, we like jaywalked across the street and we hopped over the tiny fence, like very small. And I completely tripped on it, like fell super hard. And like, it's worse when it's like, it's painful when, when you get hurt. Yes. And I like tripped over the fence and like my jeans were like all muddy, like on the oh. bottom. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> and like got up and I was oh, just like, no. I hate myself. Like, yes, you just feel so stupid. So stupid. You don't look stupider than when you when you were falling. No, it's like you feel uncoordinated, unathletic, oh. ugly, stupid, horrible, messy. I'm just like, cool. This I remember is my I was first playing pickleball one time when I was pregnant. And I it was like kind of when my bump first started showing and I was kind of, I couldn't really balance. It was so, I was like, felt so weird in my own body where I was like, like front heavy pretty yeah. much. And I remember I fell while, while playing pickleball in the slow, like the slowest motion, most embarrassing way possible. Like, oh, like literally an old lady, like falling to my knees first and then on my, <laughs> and I just remember being like, Everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, my dignity is not okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't feel is- more like non, not athletic or not yes. coordinated. But I am okay. My but like my knees were scraped. Oh, <laughs> like one of my five scraping my knees. <laughs> That's heiny. Yeah. Not the scraped knees. That is the worst vibe so of all and time. Like it's obvious evidence you're hurt. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm fine. My knees are bleeding. <laughs> yeah, it's just scraped off. Oh, it's that's so not bad. it. Well, thank you guys so much for writing in your mm-hmm. cringy misunderstandings. You know, it's like Chelsea said. Sometimes you might not, you know, forget. And that's fine. I feel exactly. like a lot of the most embarrassing moments, you think you'll forget one day. No, sometimes they just stick around, but that's okay. Yep. Everyone else maybe has moved you'll on. You'll remember hopefully. your entire life, honestly. <laughs> I remember a lot of my most embarrassing moments. Like the one time I farted in sixth grade in front of my crush. And everyone said, and this bully said, Chelsea farted. That was her. The bully. And I was like. Not me bullying you a few weeks ago about you farting in yoga. <gasps> I'm huh? a bully. Oh, on the pot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even worse. In front of thousands of people. Rad. <laughs> What's worse? Thousands of people are my crush, honestly. At this point, who knows? When you're in sixth grade, a fart is probably your worst enemy oh, as a girl. Oh, my worst nightmare. Especially as a girl. That's my worst nightmare now. As a boy? <laughs> so funny. You farted. It's like, who cares? True. Why? Misogyny at work again. The patriarchy got us again. Mm-hmm. Farting Speaking is Speaking of which… I'm I'm watching that scary that documentary the keep sweet pray and obey I'm terrified it's terrifying I've only watched the first episode I'm scared I'm no very, it's so terrifying the, the last keep episode watching? is just like it's sick wait it's how many really how many sick. episodes are there it's about like a polygamy polygamy cult by the way yeah four? I didn't even only know four? okay I can do that yeah I, I didn't eight. even know that that documentary was out when we had our Mormon culture episode remember I was like talking about FLDS. Oh, I was like, oh, the FLDS, that's not LDS. And then yeah. I saw the documentary. Everyone's like, oh, you should watch this. I watched oh, it and I was like dear. sick to my stomach. It's really just sad. It's very spooky. Sick. Last note, I've been watching Amazing Race. Hmm. Yeah, I used to watch when I was little. It's like Survivor, you know? Yeah. They've been around for a long time. Would you ever go on that show? I, with I, me? I need to or see it like, first. Oh, you've never seen it? I don't think I've ever seen it. Mm. I was I was talking to Abby and I was like, 
Abby, should we go on the show or do we need a man? Speaking of the patriarchy, because I'm like, is sometimes it, it's like physical things they have to do. It's, ev- it's like everything. It's and like mind racing stuff. across the world. So you go on flights, you have to like do these pit stops. It's like random challenges. You either have to eat something gross, but sometimes you have to row a boat across this like literally the mm. Amazon River. Oh, that sounds like. But a you good see show. all of these amazing like things. sites, and you meet all these amazing people from different cultures, and like you'll go to Peru and do something like you know in. That's very specific to Peru. You know what I mean? Like yeah. one thing you have to like smash these plates in, in um, I think they were in Greece or something. And you have to find the clue in that. Or you have to look under all these stones, like just random things. I'm kind it is of, crazy. I think I'd be actually really bad at like any type of that, those, those games <laughs> or, or Survivor. Like I was thinking mm. genuinely, okay, could I go on this show? And I'm like, no, I, I think I would be very bad at it. Like, what do you mean bad? Like you wouldn't every, want to be doing it or you're like all all of the above. Like, I think I'm not a great, well, horrible liar, first mm-hmm. of all. So with Survivor, I feel like I would just be so bad. Same. Like, I wouldn't be able to play the game and play people's emotions. I'm just, I don't, I literally am a horrible liar. Mm-hmm. I can't fake anything. Yeah. Amazing Race, there's no social strategy. Okay. Well, that might be better. But I was going to say, I feel like I'm also kind of bad at like the mental puzzles. Like, or the... Like, oh, solve this riddle. I don't know. I don't think yeah. I'm good at that on you the spot at all. It's hard to be good at those things because they're always so unexpected. They're it's so like, random. You could do a million and yeah, you might be a little better than, than the average person. But like, how, who's to say you're going to be good at directing someone in last episode that I was watching, directing someone to a pinata, how to hit the pinata and then how to grab the thing that fell out of the pinata. It's like, how do you practice that? You're not. It's just like, some of it's just luck. Some of it's like you can be in first and then you get stuck at something you're just not good yeah, at. It's true. like you have to row these boats and, and catch this fish. It's like so insane. That's why they call it the amazing race. Well, is it worth watching? It's really good. Okay. Maybe I really like it. it. Thank you guys so much for all of your support, for writing into the podcast. For your love. Go devotion. check out our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. We appreciate your ratings and reviews so, so much on the podcast app or Spotify. Either works. And go check out our jewelry collab with Every Jewels. We've got some summer merch coming out. Lots of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff. Follow our Instagram for more details. But we love you guys. And that's That's what what we we said. said. Bye.